every single designer I know today has learned design from say the Bauhaus movement or from the Japanese aesthetic of design. Is design an Indian concept? Is it, is it something that, you know, us as Indians can, you know, point to a certain uh, study of uh, work in our history and be like, Hey, this is where, this is what Indian design is. What is design? Is it patriotic? Is it uh, country specific, geography specific? So, uh, Umang, since you said I like to philosophize, you gave me the license to philosophize, so I'm going to philosophize a little bit. And I'm going to say that when you think about what influences a designer, uh, I think maybe the right question to ask is, shouldn't a designer really be looking to reduce as, as much they can in terms of influences? Because one of the things that still rings in my ears when I first, on my first day of NID, there was a big uh, auditorium and we were all getting there uh, to get ready for our induction. You know, the head of the induction, he said, you are here to unlearn everything you've learned so far. So in some sense, they were saying, my job as the head of this institute is to rid you all the influence and the baggage that have you know, blocked you from being creative and blocked you from looking at everything afresh. So if we look at it from that point of view, I think the, it's an interesting balance of having uh, influences and constantly trying to stay away from them. Uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's, it's, that's, I think, a real struggle for designers. Having experience, but still looking at everything afresh. So it's an interesting dichotomy, but of the influences that I do have, that I choose to retain and continue to build upon, I think they started much before my NID days or, or my formal architectural training. I think they started in childhood, spending a lot of hours just playing with Lego. And I think when I actually came to the UX industry, I learned about gestalt and the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I realized that my education of gestalt happened while playing Lego, of how pieces come together to create a whole that's different than the sum of the parts. So I can trace it all the way back to Lego. I can trace it all the way back to my mom uh, being a PhD in child psychology. I grew up with a deep appreciation for the nuances of human behavior as general conversation in my house as I was growing up. So, you know, I, I learned to just observe people and why they behave the way they do, what role emotions play. And I think as, as I grew older, since I also spend a lot of time playing music and I'm a uh, semi-professional guitarist, I think I realized that more than digital, and we all talk about digital being this really powerful medium, I will say that music is way more powerful than digital in terms of its ability to engineer a feeling. And it does that in a few minutes. It transports people to this completely different world, alters mood. And so for me, I think, how can, you know, it always inspires me to, to think, how can I get that kind of a powerful effect that music has through, uh, through digital? And I think the, the other two influences that I have, uh, one is architectural, of course, because I studied architecture. So a lot of my design work on a 2D uh, you know, platform still attempt to create a lot of depth, a lot of spatial quality. And lastly, I think, I think about a lot of what the outcome of all experience design is. It's ultimately to create more pleasantness inside and outside. And I think one discipline and tradition in India 
that has been doing that for centuries is the spiritual tradition. That's what they were trying to do too. How can you engineer a process that allows people to experience happiness? And I mean, so if you think about it that way, experience design is something we've been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's just that we now do it through digital. Is design an Indian concept? Is it, is it something that, you know, us as Indians can, you know, point to a certain uh, study of uh, work in our history and be like, Hey, this is where, this is what Indian design is. What is design? Is it patriotic? Is it uh, country specific, geography specific? So, uh, among since you said I like to philosophize, you gave me the license to philosophize. So I'm going to philosophize a little bit, and I'm going to say that when you think about what influences a designer, uh, I think maybe the right question to ask is: Shouldn't a designer really be looking to reduce as as much they can in terms of influences? Because one of the things that still rings in my ears when I first, on my first day of NID, there was a big uh, auditorium and we were all getting there uh, to get ready for our induction. You know, the head of the induction, he said, you are here to unlearn everything you've learned so far. So in some sense, they were saying, my job as the head of this institute is to rid you all the influence and the baggage that have you know, blocked you from being creative and blocked you from looking at everything afresh. So if we look at it from that point of view, I think the, it's an interesting balance of having uh, influences and constantly trying to stay away from them. Uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's, it's, that's, I think, a real struggle for designers. Having experience, but still looking at everything afresh. So it's an interesting dichotomy, but of the influences that I do have, that I choose to retain and continue to build upon, I think they started much before my NID days or, or my formal architectural training. I think they started in childhood, spending a lot of hours just playing with Lego. And I think when I actually came to the UX industry, I learned about gestalt and the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I realized that my education of gestalt happened while playing Lego, of how pieces come together to create a whole that's different than the sum of the parts. So I can trace it all the way back to Lego. I can trace it all the way back to my mom uh, being a PhD in child psychology. I grew up with a deep appreciation for the nuances of human behavior as general conversation in my house as I was growing up. So, you know, I, I learned to just observe people and why they behave the way they do, what role emotions play. And I think as, as I grew older, since I also spend a lot of time playing music and I'm a uh, semi-professional guitarist, I think I realized that more than digital, and we all talk about digital being this really powerful medium, I will say that music is way more powerful than digital in terms of its ability to engineer a feeling. And it does that in a few minutes. It transports people to a completely different world, alters mood. And so for me, I think how can, you know, it always inspires me to, to think, how can I get that kind of a powerful effect that music has through, uh, through digital? And I think the, the other two influences that I have, uh, one is architectural, of course, because I studied architecture. So a lot of my design work on a 2D, uh, you know, platform still attempt to create a lot of depth, a lot of spatial quality. 
And lastly, I think, I think about a lot of what the outcome of all experience design is. It's ultimately to create more pleasantness inside and outside. And I think one discipline and tradition in India that has been doing that for centuries is the spiritual tradition. That's what they were trying to do too. How can you engineer a process that allows people to experience happiness? And I mean, so if you think about it that way, experience design is something we've been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's just that we now do it through digital. Oh,